Look at us. Back on our bullshit. Look at us. Look at us now. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to have to add that Paul Rudd Hot Ones clip, like, just to the theme song. Because it fits, like, literally every time we're like, and now it's happening. Now. (laughs) Now. Who would have thought? It's not me. (laughs) Hey, look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. are you i'm fine how are you i'm doing you know i'm all right i mean it's a nice time recording so i'm drinking a delicious glass of this folly of the beast chardonnay which we had discussed so good it's it's so good so good there ought to be a different name for this type of chardonnay it's like better than a regular chardonnay (laughs) it's super chardonnay chardonnay plus (laughs) Mega Chardonnay. <laughs> Mega Shard. <laughs> I don't know why, but my brain immediately went to like fucking Voltron or um... <laughs> Mega Shard. <laughs> Time to roll out. Power Rangers. You know? <laughs> I'm not equating the two, you guys. You know I fucking love Voltron, so don't get it twisted. Um, it's good to see you. Uh, my bi-coastal bestie. Uh, oh, we just I, and we just bonded over wine, and we're about to bond over mysteries. Miss, well, yeah, <laughs> things that were mysterious that are perhaps time. now solved, and some things that are not solved. All right, but we're going to be delving more into the universe of MM, the MM universe, if you will, <laughs> similar to the Marvel <laughs> universe. It's like. It's like a parallel universe to the Marvel universe, but one in which we don't have any superpowers. The the wine time cinematic universe. We're about there to we give go. you some backstory. This is the 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 MM origin story. Back before there were fruit cops. <gasps> prior to time. Prior to um, Count Mystery. I was going to call him <gasps> Count Horsey Face. <laughs> That's not his name. <laughs> Prior Count to Horsey the mystery-solving horse called Count Mystery, which yes, he has an arist- aristocratic title. If you and prior and prior to prior to his origin story as Nugget, that's right, the psychic horse. Prior to the Malibu rum cop, Super Husband was an excellent guest last time. Listeners, if you have not listened to that episode, I would highly recommend you go back and do it. Not just because I, I love him, but I love his voice. But that's that's a story. That is a story. Was, he has a radio voice. It's very smooth. He does. It's and very... let me tell you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> One of the things that annoys me the most about this man that I love <laughs> is that he is so good at things without trying. I hate that. (laughs) Hate it so much. The first time that we're recording and he's just like, well, hello. Yes, I knew these people in high school. This is now an ASMR podcast. Oh, my God. It's like the time that I was like, hey, do you want to go to the driving range and shoot some golf balls? He's like, yeah, I've never done that before. And just shows up and just knocks him out of the goddamn park. I was like, come on. Come on. He's like that about everything. It's real annoying. Y'all, it was, um, again, I do want to say that we're educated people and mm-hmm. um, we work with mm-hmm. computers regularly. 
I did many tests we, of my audio. We are users before. of technology. Yes. I did many tests of my audio before we recorded that. Changed nothing. Uh, Super Husband sounded better on his laptop mic. So let's just. <laughs> Hey, hey, Ro- hey, Road, hey, Road microphones, get at me and uh, explain, explain this. Look, I really feel like it has more to do with him and his place in the universe and his like karmic energy than your uh-huh, microphone, because uh-huh. that's I'll, just I mean, the way things are with him. The good thing is that it's not infallible that he's good at stuff because he and I are both terrible at softball. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay. That makes me feel better. There's at least one thing he's not good at, which is softball. But I'm also horrible at softball, so that's not even like a thing that I'm good at that he's not good at, which also pisses me off. At the job where I, the the fateful job where I met MM and my life changed forever, we had a company softball team and we looped in friends and spouses and things like that because we needed more participants and, well, and uh, also, let's be honest, we worked with a bunch of nerds, <laughs> scientists. I mean, you can be a nerd and be good at softball. We worked with a bunch of non-athletic people, so we had to recruit. Oh, yeah. I, I, am, and and of- I put myself firmly in that bracket. We also needed more dudes. Because uh, yeah, we also worked well, with quite a few women. Yeah, our office is heavily skewed towards the female demographic. Heavily. Well, and also, this was, it was, remember, it was supposed to be the non competitive league. Oh, yeah. And Lizards, they did it by categories, so of beer. And so we were in the Miller Light League, which was supposed to be the fun, who cares league, because it's Miller Light. But meanwhile, Think of your most competitive asshole friend. One, don't be friends with them. But two, think of your most competitive we asshole friend. We all have them. We all have them. Think about them thinking the strategy of this and going, well, you know, we're very competitive and quite good. And all of us played softball or baseball in high school and college. If we can dominate the fun league. And imagine if literally every team did that, except for us. Who just thought, let's go out and drink on a weekday. Thought, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be fun to just like... And honestly, bond? even though we lost all the time, and poor Craig, Craig, if you're listening, because I do know that they have tuned in once or twice. Craig, if you're listening, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> because he, he tried so hard. He wanted he to do dreams. well. And it's like, it was just not going to happen with uh, us, the bad... days gone by. Gone by. Um, he tried very hard to manage us. So we hard. Oh. Imagine um, the manager, the coach has got the clipboard and he's just like pulling his hair out. He's like, no, like I can't hit the ball. He was trying to strategery. You can't strategery this. You can't strategery me no. who at one point my upper body wanted to go so much faster than my lower body was running. <laughs> I just face planted. <laughs> On the way from home to first. Like, I, I got a hit. I was pretty good at, like, hitting. Um, but I was pretty bad at um, running. I'm an endurance gal. I'm not a speed gal. Yeah, same. Same. I think the best thing about the league was that our colors were Kelly Green, and I had those Kelly Green knee socks. That was about mm-hmm. the best part. The best part was trivia after. Okay, fine. The best part was hitting the bars after and the drinking and the bonding. And, and hey, oh my gosh, this is kind of like our 
second phase of softball. Right? Except there's no running required. Even, I mean, let's be honest. We've been keeping this going because post-softball, we did our Red Derby nights. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Kept that going for a while. Mm-hmm. Then we did Wine Times mm-hmm. with Emily. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Emily, Lizards, this is a fun little romantic tale. So we were re- recruiting mm. people for this thing. And was it Shafe? Did Shafe recruit Alex? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Schaefer, our friend, I'm just using their names. So they don't listen. So who cares? And if they tell me, I'll go, I'll go back. I'll go back and put in like the clown horn. But no, so Schaefer recruits a friend of his, Alex, who meets Emily. And now they have a kid and have been married for 10 years. That's right. Uh, origin stories galore. Look at that. Ooh, that maybe that's that'll be our theme. So we're focusing on MM's origin story, uh, her right. origin story of why she's into true crime and some of her experience with mm-hmm. mysteries and kind of this world of, you know, when how we're all a little bit into the macabre um, and wanting to solve mysteries. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll pepper in some tales. I feel yeah, on accident, like, like we always do. Like <laughs> we already have. We already have. All right, Katie, are you ready to take a journey with me? Oh, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready for the Wayne's World. We're going to time travel back to a time, an interesting time, called the 80s. <gasps> when I was with... Oh, that's right. <laughs> Girls just want to have fun. Uh, I what? was thinking the same thing. I know you were. So uh, when I was but a, a wee lass, growing up in northern Texas... This was a, like an interesting place to grow up anyway. It's just, it's a place that is close to a lot of places, and yet every one of those places is really nothing, okay? So I, <laughs> let me explain. So Put that on a, put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> or like the, the welcome to sign. We're close to a lot of things, but really it's all nothing. <laughs> but it's all nothing. <laughs> It's like the welcome to Shit's Creek sign, but instead of that, it's just, it's still nothing. Um, it's still nothing. Okay. Well, I knew it was going to be funny, but I wasn't. Okay. I'm pulling it together. Okay. So it's Texas, but it's very close to Southern Oklahoma and also not too far from Arkansas. So think, yeah, it's that corner. Of Texas, the the upper the upper right corner, <laughs> not not the panhandle part that's all flat and dry and arid and desert, but northern. And by northern, they don't mean again the panhandle. People talk about North Texas is north of Dallas, Texas. So okay, I'm gonna Easter. cut this out because I feel I feel really dumb when I hear panhandle. I think of Oklahoma and. It's a pan, and you're holding that top part. Yeah. What is the panhandle of Texas? The little top bit? Yeah, it's also like Oklahoma? a rectangular. It's also like a rectangular. Yeah, but I mean, piece. Texas doesn't look like a pan. Oklahoma looks like a pan. I don't think the panhandle is it. The panhandle is not an adjective to the size or shape <laughs> of the state. It's about the actual handle. <laughs> And, it has, and think, it's a pan. think about this, Katie. There are pans in the shape of Texas, so you're wrong. <laughs> but what, what came first? We have first? seen them on Etsy. We have seen them. <laughs> Walk into so, 
any Texas memorabilia is store. Is it literally, like, I feel really dumb. Maybe I'll leave this in because it's funny, but, like, panhandle of... Because, like, same thing with Florida. It's, like, the handle of the pan. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there is a town called Panhandle. Look. Uh, all of all of my oh yeah it's just it's the top part that goes into yes. the panhandle of oklahoma the okay. part that is shaped like the panhandle i don't know <laughs> into but like you can't say it's shaped like why is it called a panhandle because it's shaped like a panhandle it's not shaped like anything texas isn't shaped like anything it, except maybe it's not a about chicken. the rest the shape of the rest of the state it's the shape of the handle not the shape of the state it's a square though it's not a handle oh <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> look. It's a square. It's the look, square of Texas. Look. It's the top part. I, no. <laughs> I had to take a year's worth of Texas history in seventh grade. I was taught by Coach Henry. And let me tell you, if that man heard you talking about the state of Texas with the disrespect a disrespect that you have just now shown, you probably have a good laugh about it now, but let me tell you. These colors don't seventh, run, etc. When I was in seventh grade, oh man, he, so he was the the uh, football coach at the middle school, and for a kid, probably even now as an adult, but for a kid, he was just one of the biggest adults that I had ever seen. Like he is, mm-hmm. I mean, he was a football player. He was just a big guy, and because he was a coach, he he taught the class, as I think was probably a good strategy with middle schoolers. Like he's coaching the football team, like he's always like, Cuss, this, that, because you're dealing with a bunch of shitty middle schoolers. Like, I get it. But he was also the first teacher that I had who only ever called me by my last name. (laughs) He would just, because he called everybody. It was like we were in the army. He would just call everybody by their last name. And um, the school rumor was that there had been one kid, that one kid, that one year, who had been messing with him and got him real mad. And he, um, the the rumor was that he had dangled the kid out the window because this was like the second, this, it was three stories and this was on the second or third story. And so that was the rumors. Of course it was ridiculous and not true, but like that, that was, that was the reputation. Anyways, I loved him. He was one of the best teachers I ever had. He was awesome. Hey coach Henry. Hey, Hey, she just disrespected Texas. And the word that we were not allowed to say, the only cuss word in that, class according to him was alaska <laughs> because it's the only state that's bigger than texas <laughs> the lizards the look on my face was as i tried to do that calculus of trying to figure out what you could really poss- alaska could possibly mean um I will I will share in our show notes there is a a internet comedian named Red Brainerd who during this whole uh time has been doing like the, you've probably seen him on TikTok where he rep, like he sits down and he, he pretends to be all the states sitting at a table um <laughs> the government and Florida are like the main characters um because Florida is an agent of chaos and he's in Florida and he's from Florida and then uh, the government and they argue back and forth and they call in different states. And um, Alaska is pretty funny uh, and is always telling Texas how much bigger 
<laughs> he is. And uh, they all have different, like, themed outfits, right? Like, like Maryland is wearing the Maryland flag as a cape, has a bucket hat. Like, Gee, where have wonderful. I seen that before? Yeah, sure. Uh, we all have them. It's They, they mm, issue it mm. to every baby. Gets Here's your birth certificate. Here's your flag cape. Here's your bucket hat. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but the Alaska's shirt. It has a map of Alaska on it, the outline of Alaska, and within it, there's the size, like, there's Texas, like, to scale. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, lizard, um, lizards, I'll, I'll, I'll put one of those that has Alaska and Texas in it in our show notes. Uh, uh, but, yeah. So good. So good. So, so like, so it's a, it, it is very rural community. It's so very guys, working pan- class. <laughs> The panhandle is yes. the top square part that touches the physical panhandle. That's the handle of the pan of Oklahoma. Otherwise known as the panhandle. Otherwise but, just known as the panhandle. But why? Coach Henry is going to come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Is he vaxxed? He's welcome. I'm, I don't I'm down know. I haven't, I haven't checked in on him. I, I hope he's well. Now that I'm fully vaxxed or as, or as Lister Jennings calls it, street legal. Now that I'm street legal. Street legal. Yes. So, okay. So again, like very, very rural, small town. When I, when I was growing up, their population was like 14,000 people. Uh, Very blue collar. There used to be uh, a Boeing plant there where they actually like made the seats. Uh, That closed down in the late 80s, early 90s. So that put a lot of people out of work. Um, So yeah, being close to like, if you go one direction, you're in the Duggars. If you go north, <laughs> you're in Oklahoma. You're in the, you're in the Panhandle. You're you not in the Panhandle if you go north from there. Learn some geography, Katie. So, um, but it's still it's like Oklahoma City is still like an hour and a half north, and Dallas is still like an hour south. So again, you're kind of close to a lot of stuff, but really, you're nowhere. So, eighties, late eighties, growing up. My parents' friends, obviously, when they would get together, they all, these people also had kids. And so all the kids, whenever the parents got together, we would, like, go upstairs and congregate in somebody's room. And it always came down to the older kids telling stories to scare the shit out of the younger kids, right? Like, because that's just a thing that happens. And so one of the stories that I grew up hearing from these older kids was about the goat man that lived in the creek. <laughs> Which, when I was a kid, scared the crap out of me all the time. And I honestly don't know if it was supposed to be um, top half man and bottom half goat, but in my head, it was always top half goat, bottom <laughs> half man i don't know why he had a goat face i don't know why was it so was in that case was it like a goat head on a man's body or was it truly no. like a goat torso smushed into man legs yes goat okay. torso wearing wearing jeans and it, in my imagination he's also always wearing like a lumberjack shirt like why is he wearing a shirt i don't know so anyways <laughs> the goat man lived in this particular one particular creek and this creek was a popular place for the kids to go play during the day. So, like, after school, in true 80s fashion, when I went home, I would just, you know, grab my bike, riding bikes with the neighborhood kids, with no supervision, like you do, 
And this creek was like the place that like the babysitters used to always like walk and take us to. That's where the kids ride their bikes to. It was not that far. It was a fun, cool place to hang out. Apparently, this is also where the goat man lives. So then we would go there and also tell each other stories of the goat man. Is this the goat man? Like the? Like the famous one? Well, or is this I see. A, I, or is this a goat man? I did not know that there was a famous goat man. I was waiting to see where you went with that. I wanted to see. No, I just want to know if it was like that goat, goat man. man. The actual the... man goat? The. Me- Megan the goat man like is it the goat man like the one the one the that one. like like BuzzFeed no. Unsolved goes to the bridge etc well yeah but I didn't know see I didn't know about all that stuff and so it terrified me as a kid so wait and but what's the so wait what's the answer this is a goat man or this is the goat man I think this is a story passed down from the goat man that morphed into our own local version gotcha of a so goat it's man. A, lo- a local goat man okay gotcha. a local goat man but I didn't even know that there was a the I didn't know there was a the goat man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time. So uh we'd go over to these people's houses, older kids would freak me out, come home, get really scared. My mom would always talk me out of it. Like that's a ridiculous thing. There's no trust me, there's no goat man. And I was like, Well then why would all the kids talk about this? And if and if there was one, it's goat legs and man head, come on. Right, because the goat man also carried an axe that he would want to chop you up with so i mean of Obviously. course but in my head got, it was gotta have hooves. hands no he was doing that with hooves i don't i was an interesting <laughs> child i don't know <laughs> how did you hold it i don't know katie's acting it out right now everybody i just want to let you know how i know it doesn't make any sense i know and then and then Imagine my surprise when I was at the gym. Do you remember going to a place called the gym? Oh, Do you man. Remember that? Him? The, the, uh, the hu- Gaim? Gaim? What's a Gaim? Oh, a Gaim. You call it, it's, it's Swedish. It's a Swedish exercise called jogging. Jogging? <laughs> Um, my uh, my my orange series around here are, are opening up, and I'm like, oh yeah, remember how I was obsessed with that and would do that like six days a week? Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I can run for my life right now, let alone run as much as I was running. No, no. <laughs> lizards. I was I I say this sarcastically because it's not like training for a marathon where you need to actually do stuff. I was training in quotes uh, for a half marathon when the uh, Disaster struck when the COVID did its thing in March of 2020. My half marathon was supposed to be in May. Ugh. And I was like, I was like very, very cocky about it because I was running all the time and I had just done a 15K and da 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 da. Um, and then I haven't run since then. So, because one, at the beginning of the Rona, I was quite paranoid about getting virus all over me if you listen to Kamel. Uh, oh yeah and emily gordon's podcast where he's just like well if you go outside everything's covered in a virus i'm like yep basically uh, and then after that then it just became a matter of hating people because no one would fucking wear a mask um and just the idea of going outside and like heaving whilst running Ugh. um made me have a panic attack so i've been doing mostly indoor 
activities. That's correct. Correct. Um, um, but yeah, so yeah, yeah Gaim's Gaim. I was at the Gaim um, on the elliptical, listening as I used to do in the before times, too. And that's why we drink uh, while exercising. That used to be one of my big motivating factors to exercise was that I would only listen to it when I was exercising, which made me excited to go exercise. And they had a whole episode on the goat man the and goat man. i literally screamed in the middle of the heim and everybody looked at me and i was like <gasps> i was like so flustered i was like it's a thing it's a thing because then you know you get older you put years past you and it's like kind of this thing just in the back of your mind that i had totally forgotten about so apparently it originated this story from a place about 30 miles away from where I grew oh, up, okay. which is why okay. I think it's just kind of a passed down and modified version of the Goatman was our Goatman. But the important thing to note in the se- the segue, the segue here, was that our, the Goatman, had that axe, right, that he was coming to, yes, get kids with. So then I remember, I remember this distinctly, so uh, another time when the parents were getting together and we were upstairs talking and the same kid who had told us all about the goat man was like, forget about the goat man. Did you know there's an ax murderer on the loose? And I was like, say what now? Record scratch. Yeah, exactly. How do we get here? He's like, yeah, no, there's somebody, uh, there's guys going around murdering people with axes and uh, they, they haven't caught them. They don't know. They don't know where they are. And that was freaking terrifying. And so, but again, at that point with the goat man, I thought that this kid was kind of just messing around with me. Come to find out. Um, no, that was actually the truth was that there was someone. Yes, that there was an axe murderer. Well, kind of. So I can, as an adult now, I've gone back and found the actual story. But in my head, it was a a mass murderer going around, just killing random people with axe. Okay. So, in a way, yes and no. Mm -hmm. But the story is that in March 1988, so that frames the story for you nicely. We can find out what was number one on the charts in March of 1988. Um, There were these two young men who were apparently looking into someone's car, right? And these two other guys see these two young men looking into their car, and the car belonged to their father-in-law, so they go up to this guy, and they're these two young men, and they say, hey, uh, what the hell are you doing? And they're like, oh, we were just, um, we were just looking to use a phone. And they said, because this is 1988, there is no phone in the car, so I think you need to move along. And the guy's took off right and that was the end of it well it wasn't the end of it because apparently an hour later and just 200 feet away from where these two men saw two other younger guys looking into this car uh, a 23 year old woman was brutally murdered with an axe nearly decapitated and she had a one-year-old son in the trailer and she was coming home and like her kid was in the trailer. She was on her way in the door when these guys attacked her and they stole her car and 
drove off with it and just just ditched the car somewhere. So that was what they knew at the time, right? Was that this awful, awful, brutal murder had happened with seemingly no connection to anyone this young woman knew, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody is friggin' terrified. So then the next thing that happens was those same two dudes go about mm, 60 miles-ish southeast of my hometown, and they just walk up to... And at this point, they're on foot because they ditched the car. They ditched the car, right? So they walk up to somebody's house. They broke into the house, and there are these two older people that are living there. It's a father and a son. Um, the father was 85 years old. His son was 62. Broke into the house. Apparently, they the same thing, where they had been like, hey, can we use a phone? They think that they didn't allow them in. They broke in, and um, they just shot them, stole their car, and took off. Like, friend from there, they went over into Arkansas, because why not? And again, a lot of people see them in Arkansas walking down the highway. So again, it appears they ditch the car and just go walking down the highway. And they walk up to a guy's trailer in Arkansas and knock on the door and say, hey, can we use your phone? We're having some car trouble. And the guy leaves with them to go help them, supposedly, with their car. The girlfriend is still in the trailer, so she sees him leave with these two guys. And they kill him and take off in his car. And then eventually they dump his car and go to Oklahoma. Because why not? It's all right there. It's all nice. <laughs> why not? That they dumped the they dumped the car in Oklahoma. And then there were a bunch of footprints around the car. So they somehow, some miraculous way, the jurisdictions were actually talking to each other. And they're like, there's a really weird thing happened. And they, they're like, oh, it seems like all of these things must be related. But nobody knew who these two young men were. And they had even uh, arrested some hitchhikers that they found in Oklahoma. Pretty much sounded like they were just because they were two young dudes that were hitchhiking. And they were like, mm -hmm. this must be the guys. But then they realized that they weren't the guys because they found the abandoned car in Oklahoma, ran some fingerprints, found one of the men, and then the other man he told on his accomplice and brought them in. And they ended, ended up uh, pleading guilty to murder. And they have life sentences, and they've been locked up ever since, I think, 1990. But yeah, there were just two teenagers, and they asked them why they did it, and they said, oh, we were bored. They were bored. So I remember hearing about this. What? Like, when I was a youth. Just on the news. What? Because of the, and basically I didn't, I don't remember hearing like the details because I was a youth, but I remember hearing the two bored teenagers just were just like, because they were bored, they just went and killed a bunch of people. And being Insane. like, excuse, when I'm bored, I read a book. Oh, I go for a walk. You, I, you may have heard about this because there was an episode of Unsolved Mysteries about it. Although by the time it had aired, they had already captured the dude so it aired in march of 1990 and they had actually captured them in february of 1990 which is still a pretty long time after they did this that they captured I mean, we them. say teenagers what were they 17 something like that 
So when they arrested them in 1990, one was 18 and one was 19. Okay. So which meant, you know, they were, they were at least 18 months younger mm-hmm. when all of this happened. Oh, so the guy whose fingerprints they found were William Glenn Henry, and his accomplice's name was, wait for it, Davy Crockett. Not King of the Wild Frontier. Coach Henry would die. <laughs> Davy Crockett. And so um, the, art- the article you sent me um, that I was reading through before we started, because I am prepared and professional. Of um, course. I mean, the, the things it was saying was just like, like they like did they they tortured the father and son like the fact that they nearly mm-hmm. decap like it wasn't just oh they slit that mother's throat it was they nearly get to decapitated her so it wasn't even I'm bored and I'm gonna go shooting people it was like it was very sadistic it was very like let's see right. what we can do to human bodies like it was just very. Of course, I remember talking to some people about it in my hometown when I was older Mm -hmm. and there were lots of theories that of course these these teenagers were high on something and uh, i mean maybe but it seems like a prolonged um time frame this was before video games are making people murderers right i think it's right on the cusp of video games are making people murderers and satanic panic yeah I mean, because you have to drive for, like, multiple hours. It's not like I'm going to snort some cocaine and drive down. The- I mean, it's like multiple hours that you'd have to drive. Yeah, to you, do- you'd, you'd come down from that and be like, maybe I shouldn't kill people. Right. So one of the interesting things about Texas is it can be kind of, uh, in my opinion, and from some work that I had previously done there, It can be difficult to get copies of police reports and some other uh, official records, which is interesting because in a lot of places, those are just open available. You can do a Google search or just make a request in an office and they'll turn it over. In Texas, they they won't do that, at least the last time that I was doing some work there. But one of the things you can do is look up the status of a prisoner in the Texas prison system. So... That's what your girl did over here. Hey. Hey. And um, I mean, they're both they're both going to be in prison for the rest of their lives. They've already come up for parole and been denied. But one of them also got an and I think it was Mr. Davy Crockett, although I could be wrong. But I think it was him because, um, of course, they don't have the tap up anymore. But he got an extra term because they found a deadly weapon on him in prison. So, you know. I, but I think they're next up for parole in like 2030 or something. But they've already been up a few times and been denied. Uh, the article that you specifically had sent me, um, they spoke to the son, the one-year-old who is now no oh. longer one. Um, Crazy son. how that works. <laughs> Time marches on and huh. comes, for all, comes for us all. Um, and he was saying they'll be in jail forever. Like I think they asked him, like, what do you think about them coming up for parole or whatever? Oh. And I think it was just like, They'll be in jail forever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, in the picture of the mom, I just, I didn't see any pictures of any of the other victims, but the picture of the mom, I mean, she was so young. She was so young. 23, is, which is crazy. I think, so the other victims were Cecil Floyd Morrison, 85, and Cecil Leonard Morrison, 62. 
uh, from Farmersville, Texas, and then Kenneth Olden, who was 34 in Arkansas, and then they took Kenneth's car um, and drove that into Oklahoma and left it there. And that, while awful, was the one thing that helped them actually find and track down these dudes, um, which is good. It's just, it was so scary. They're just like, yeah, we're bored. And it must have been so scary for you as you found out information about this, right? Because, like, it's like a local... Yes. It, it's kind of like, um, like everything's always scary. Like you hear about mm-hmm. like murderers and things like that. And it's scary. Like you, it doesn't, it's not that it's, you don't feel bad for those victims. It's, you know, but when it's from super removed from where you are, mm-hmm. it, it maybe doesn't connect. Like, I think the first time I was ever like, oh, that could just be me. That could just be my parents. Like going down the street was when, uh, we had the snipers in Maryland. Oh, jeez. And you're yeah. just like, it, like, they could just randomly pick you. So, like, it must have been really kind of terrifying and also just sort of like your kind of first hit of this rather than a story about a goat man, um, which is perhaps <laughs> a lore, perhaps a legend. Um, right. This would be, uh, well, they could just come knocking on our door and exactly. use our phone. Right. And I think because until then, I think it was one of those thing you know is they do a stranger danger and all but you're but at the same time your parents were just kind of letting you wander around so mm-hmm. yeah i think that drove it home and well and then i also remember um so that was the first time i remember thinking that like something awful and violent could happen to you completely randomly right and mm-hmm. it hasn't given me any like anxiety or trauma whatsoever but then um do you remember uh, Polly Class when she she was a girl that was abducted in California in the early 90s, 1993? Um, oh. So she was the first person that I remember that was on TV and they were like, oh, she was abducted. And I think the story was um, she was at a slumber party and she got abducted by a stranger at the slumber party. So it's the first time that I remember thinking that like, oh, yeah, um, that kids could get kidnapped and abducted and like you wouldn't see them again because i know that there was a huge media press like all these people were looking for her and my my father being the wonderful person that he is was like oh yeah no they're they're because i was like oh have they found her yet you know and i was like 12 or 13 at the time and he was like they're they're she's not they're not going to find her and she's not i mean she's not coming home alive is basically what he was saying and it was like Okay, that might be true, but it was so shocking to me as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. There, there, are def- there are like 20,000 better ways that that conversation could have been handled. But again, like, I'm fine. There's no trauma there. I'm totally fine. Um, yeah, so that was, I remember, like, I distinctly remember that memory. But the other thing that I wanted to talk about today, and the other thing that really stuck with me is, so in the true crime genre, one of the things that I find really interesting is... Uh, people who have disappeared, right? Uh, and we've talked about that before. And I just think you know, it's just interesting because you, although tragic for the family and their friends, it's also kind of, you know, you can think about all these different possibilities and, and what could be versus um, cases like this murder case where it's very sad and it's tragic and you know exactly what happened to someone. And sometimes knowing is also really horrible. Right. I so, mean, and... and- and sometimes it actually does if someone disappears. Like, I feel like I saw, you know, when you swipe too far on your phone and, like, it gives you, like, random stories. Oh, 
I never swipe too far on my phone, Katie. <laughs> but no, no, no. I mean, like, when you go, like, all the way to the left and Apple's like, here, here's some news stories that are trending. I'm like, I didn't ask for these. Um, <laughs> but one recently was, like, there was a woman who was missing in Utah and they found her and she was just living yes. in a national park because she wanted to, like, be alone. I saw I saw that one. Yeah, well, but you also see that there's a whole genre of cases, too, of people who have been missing for like a very long time who are then mm-hmm. found like JC Dugard and um, those women in Ohio that were found. Oh, right, right, right. That the inspiration had... for oh, Kimmy my... Schmidt. Yes. I mean, so, I mean, those things happen, which is just amazing when they find those people alive. So the, the first time that I remember thinking, Oh yeah, it's a thing where someone can just go missing and they don't know where they are. Also came out of a case that happened uh, when I was growing up in this town. So when I was in middle school, I was in class with this girl whose name was Maxine. And Maxine was, I remember her being very nice and very sweet, but also very quiet. And she was kind of one of those kids that a lot of other kids picked on because I think she, I feel like she was sheltered maybe that she was, I, I seem to remember that she belonged to one of those, to a family who, who was very religiously conservative, but in the, like, we don't cut our girl's hair and they wear long dresses and, um, Mm -hmm. This is really sad. I remember in gym class, like, I distinctly remember some girls making fun of her about, like, deodorant or something. You know what I mean? But, I mean, girls in middle school are awful. and the fucking worst. And I also, I I wish I could go back and talk to my middle school self because gym class was where I got basically bullied into shaving my legs because all, quote, unquote, all the other girls were doing it. And I had this, like, really light, blonde leg hair. Like, I could have been totally fine, but they just, like hardcore Same. made fun of me for it so of course now and now here i am the curse <laughs> eh, anyway so i mean that's but, kind of a hallmark of middle school girls oh, for right sure. i mean i did the same thing like my since my natural hair color is blonde like my leg hair is like it's hard to very very hard to see it's not like super it's not super blonde like yours is because your hair is like naturally pretty light but like it's not you can't really see it until it's like wafting in the breeze um <laughs> Like a field of wheat. Uh, and <laughs> I remember, like, being like, I need to, st- everyone chase their legs. I need to shave their legs. And my mom was like, You don't need to shave your legs. And I was like, Ma! I'm good. Like, I literally leg. remember these, this, these awful girls coming up to me in gym class and would, like, pull at it because they can see, you know what I mean? And just being awful about it. I mean, middle school girls are. They're, they're, I mean, that's where I got bullied the most. So, a girl suddenly had my fingers worst. in a locker. Um, oh, so I, so I distinctly remember that now. Oh, oh, but, but let me, let me tell you the tale. Did, hmm. did your, did your mother do the same thing with leg shaving? Did, was she like, here's how you do it. And only teach you how to shave your calf and like up to your knee. Cause my mom's like, no one shaves above their knee. And I was like, I swear to you, mom, people shave above their knee. She's like, no one does. And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> and she bought me like the cheapest, pinkest, like the little pink uh-huh. bics where I like lost pints so of blood. So much blood and skin tissue. Yeah. 
And I'd like to say that I'm better at shaving my legs now and that um, the technology has come further. But listeners, I uh, nicked my ankle bone two days ago and was worried at the amount of blood that I was losing. Oh, I I hope my I just I hope my girls just never just never well i mean um, now it now it's like a thing of embracing it and like it's, yes and people it's more of a choice like not yes. not that it ever wasn't a choice but like i feel like there's less pressure like when people make the choice to just be like mm-hmm. these are my pits fuck off um it's more of a thing like um, yeah yeah I, I mean i'm i still do it even though i don't like the act of doing it but i like smooth legs on cold sheets so <laughs> that is nice that's yeah. why i still do it I thought I was being super smooth and just like added razors to the grocery list for my mom to like buy. <laughs> and then she was like, Did you add this? And I was like, Yeah. She's like, Uh, okay. So she got the super cheap pink thick razors. Where it's like one, like one yes. blade. <laughs> and she said, Okay, just be careful. Did I, 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 yeah, I'm surprised I lived sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. No. It was, it was pretty bad. It was, it I was mean, bl- I mean, bless my mother for like diving into these, like, not that shaving your legs is uncomfortable, but like, I remember her sitting, like we sat together on the side of the bathtub. Oh, that's and, sweet. And she helped me put on the shaving foam, but like up to the knee and no higher. You don't even need to shave the knee. Really? It's just your shin and your calf. Don't worry about anything else. I was like, but there's so much hair on my thighs. <laughs> this seems like an oversight and it seems oh. even weird. It seems weirder. To have nothing and then lots, than to just have lots everywhere. And she's well, like, to you... be fair, that's very European. <laughs> I think she still does it that way, and I'm like, good for you. <laughs> I, you know, because, shaving knees are the worst. Because my because my mom was like, just don't, yeah, just be careful and like don't kill yourself, and was like that, and also. I, I didn't know about things like periods until I learned at school. And then I was super mad at my mom for keeping that a secret from me. I was like, you mean to tell me you knew and you <laughs> kept this? I was, I was irate. Um, so I've, tried to be, I've tried to be the other way with my kids. Um, mm-hmm. And it was really funny because they, they had their checkups on Friday and we were at the doctors and it, for timing reasons and, and COVID reasons, like they basically had the same room and we had booked it for two appointments and he did and then one girls and then the others. And they were all sitting around talking. He's like, okay, who's ready to talk about the big P? And I was like, they were like, we already know what that is. It's like, listen, fool. <laughs> listen, listen, old man. But I was I was super glad a that you know that's something that they do now because that mm-hmm. definitely didn't happen again when I was a kid and went to it the doctor. It should definitely it should definitely come from a doctor and not yes. have it be like because I mean again our parents are you know like again bless my mom when I was like what like I came home from school was betrayed and I asked her all about it and she did explained but you know. You, there's lots of people who are in Bridgerton situations who mm-hmm. don't understand mm-hmm. how babies happen and are just mm-hmm. like, 
what are here are my courses and all of these things <laughs> and it's just like don't leave it up to an embarrassed mom who will be like well and then you love people and then babies like have a doctor or like explain it in clinical oh. non-shamey non-embarrassed terms did I, did I tell you how youngest daughter asked me where babies come from no did i tell you this was we were at super husband's grandmother's funeral Oh, of course. That's definitely where you ask about this guy. And, I mean, she had been, she and it was, just through the entire ordeal, because there had been a lot of things kind of leading up to that, and mm-hmm. ceremonies, and family together time, and viewing time, and then, you know, finally we're at the end of the actual funeral, and we're at the grave site, and they're lowering it in, everyone's putting in the flowers, it's very beautiful, and she kind of tugs at me, and she goes, Mom, everybody's super quiet, right? And we're, like, up to the front. <laughs> She tucks me, she goes, Mom, Mama. And I was like, yeah, baby. And I leaned down, and I, I thought she was going to be like, what happens next? Or where do people go when they die? You know, something like that. And she goes, really crystal clear. So where do babies come from? <laughs> and, like, everybody heard it was like, <sighs> was like. I was like, well, I wasn't going to get into it right then, but I was like. Not graveside. The mom and the dad have to agree that that's a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> Um, we got into details later because she was not about to let it go. But anyways, yeah, I was like, of course, of course this. Um, that's amazing. I love second daughter. I love how she was just like, I I have a question. Like why? And why wait? Honestly, why? Life's too, life's too short. Clearly. Let's let's embrace That's right. Lion King start playing in the background. I kind of see her, like her logic was probably like, oh, I'm really sad. Like great grandma, like very, very upset. And then kind of thinking about like, well. Maybe thinking about like, well, if she's gone, then I guess like people like maybe reincarnation or like, sure, you know, like how does she get replaced in in the circle of life or mm-hmm. you know how does population work? I feel like that's where my brain went when I was like kind of trying to think of like how death works yeah. and everything like that was just like, well, what won't we run out of people? I guess not because people are being born, and then right. like I that's where you see go. it there. I maybe where her where she went she's i mean and of course she didn't let it go she is a steamroller of a funny smart Um, excellent villain yes (laughs) deviously intelligent um so now that i process the middle school trauma um so the the point being that this girl this girl uh who i remember being very sweet uh was a classmate in middle school Mm -hmm. and I didn't remember her after middle school and I went, just went back before this started and looked at my high school yearbook and she wasn't there. So I don't know if maybe they were homeschooled or they switched schools. I remember when I was, I was a teenager and I had actually moved away, but I was, I was back visiting town and seeing some friends. And, um, I remember hearing that this girl's sister had disappeared and I was like, what do you mean she disappeared? And they're like, yeah, she she was at work and she never came home. Nobody knows where she is. And that was the first time I remember thinking like, not like abduct. I mean, you don't know what happened to her, but I just, I don't remember prior to that ever hearing or thinking about like, someone just disappeared. Like they don't like you have know no where this inf- person right. is. There's no like, How is that even a, yeah. How is that a thing? Like people um, don't just vanish, but it seems like if there's no information, just vanished right 
So it was something that kind of I, I thought about every now and then over the years, but like really didn't look into too much because I couldn't remember her sister's name. But I had done some research a couple years ago, and it real it, this is actually like a really sad but also just interesting case. So uh, her sister, older sister, had been working at a video store, and so she left work one night. And they, she didn't go home, so they didn't know where she was. But they actually did find her body not too long after uh, on, like, a country road near, near an old abandoned residence. And they didn't make an arrest or have any leads for a long, long time. They kind of had a person of interest, this man that she had kind of talked about. But apparently she was also, like, very innocent kind of naive she wasn't dating people she wasn't involved with anyone um and so this was just a guy that she had talked about and like oh he has pretty eyes kind of a thing but not someone that she was actually involved with oh the way that chris evans is my boyfriend i will never speak to chris evans yeah exactly but he has real pretty eyes he has real pretty eyes beautiful eyes But so they had this person of interest whose name was Paul Scott Taylor, but they could never actually find any evidence against him. Uh, He died in 2009 in a car accident. So in 2015, they reopened the case um, against a man that still lived in the area whose name was Christopher Axe. And they arrested him. Which, if you're going to be a killer. I mean, and eventually he confessed. Like the, the, they got the actual Texas Rangers involved um, and they were just calling him over and over and it sounded like they kind, they kind of pushed him into confessing and they were like, great, he confessed. That's fantastic. However, they didn't find any DNA evidence to connect him to the crime. So they kept kind of like bumping out his trial date. I know. Whenever, whenever like I, I mean, and I know that intimidation and coercion and everything is real. I know that. But I'm always imagining it being very like, so did you not, didn't not, not, and like doing like a whole like trap of like quadruple negatives. So what you're saying right. is you did not not kill her. You know, like that kind of thing. And then they're like, <laughs> uh, and then they're like, and then they go like, yes. And they're like, gotcha. <laughs> so Sorry. Uh, they kept pushing out his trial date, which I mean, when this, when this is capital murder, Mm-hmm. And we know Texas obviously takes that uh, real serious. That's not something they you should you should mess around with. So they took some of the DNA that they had kept from Paul Scott Taylor from the car crash in 2009 and tested that, and that matched the DNA evidence that they had kept on file from 1997. So tragically, they were able to close the case, and they know who killed her, but that person is no longer alive, so they can't actually bring that person to justice for the crime. Mm -hmm. Um, But at least they also didn't prosecute and go forward with trying to execute someone who was innocent, which is good. It was just crazy that it had been open for such a long time, and I know that they couldn't have done the DNA testing probably in 1997, Mm-hmm. But like, how did they miss that for such a long time? When they're like, right. "Oh, he was our he was our number one suspect for decades." Like, what? Right? What? Yeah, Isn't, like, crazy. If, if he was your number one suspect for decades, like, 
I, and again, I know there's, you need to obtain evidence correctly and da da da. Mm-hmm. And you can't do sometimes what they do on shows where it's just like, here's a coffee. I took your coffee cup. Ha ha ha. Now I have your <laughs> Um But like, you'd think there'd be a way rather than, oh, let's just like, just let's get Axeman instead, you know? Right. Um, but at this, but at the, at the same time, one of the articles that we'll link to had detailed some of the circumstantial evidence they had against the okay. original person that they had suspected here, which turned out to actually be the murderer, um, included things like his van was at the movie rental store that night. He knew her. He knew her father. He didn't have an alibi for that night. Like, all of these things. And it's like, and yet, you didn't and think yet- that you had enough? Oh, he had also gone to that store where she worked multiple times on the day that she went missing. He called in sick to work the next day. Like, so many things. So many things. Well, it's just, and it, things like this also, like, when it's, oh, we had this, we kept a DNA sample for so many years and we went back and tested it. Because of stories like this, this is why whenever DNA samples are ruined or go missing in Mm -hmm. things that are probably going to imply a police officer or something when that that happens i'm I'm always just like a fucking bullshit (laughs) like if like if back in the day when like in like the late 90s when dna testing was not i like it existed but it wasn't the way that it is now and they knew to kept they knew to keep these samples and they somehow preserved them in such a way that they wouldn't degrade they wouldn't do whatever like if you could do that back then, no, and like no, not knowing how the technology is going to evolve, and you're just like, well, we just have to preserve this because maybe one day, then when things are just like, oh, we lost it, I'm just like, fucking bullshit. So those were th- three uh, pivotal stories from my childhood and adolescence that shaped my origin story and to why I am so interested in all things true crime and mystery today. There you go, because it must have been like wow like you have this local thing that you can associate with and follow and see what's going on and uh scared the shit out of me yeah yeah. and like it's so interesting that like it as part of the process of it scaring the shit out of you it's now like well now i want to learn about more mysteries and i want to read more of these and i and rather than keep these away from me you know like like how like how super husband doesn't like anything that is suspense Well, what can I say? I'm just a, a basic white bitch, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I like I like true crime podcasts. SNL got it right. What can I say? Well, thank you for sharing your origin story, and thank you for those. Interesting I mean, they're they're tales. not they're interesting. They're not quite as I I feel riveting as uh, Super Husband's Tale, but it's not a a it's not a competition, right? Not everything can have. Well, we couldn't prosecute his friend because too much time had passed after he <laughs> mutilated these bodies. No. Thank, thank God we don't all have those. Yeah, oh, jeez. You know, oh, like, oh, yeah, that was my 10th grade. You know, that guy. You know. Um, so, thank you. That was very interesting. We'll have the articles in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, listeners, as some inside baseball here, you know, MM and I were talking about you know, if we wanted to do a couple more one-offs before we went into like another season of a show or, um, you know, if we wanted to kind of cherry pick some unsolved mysteries, um, from their large catalog or what have you. Um, I was talking to my, our first guest, my father, and I was like, Oh dad, um, MM and I are trying to come up with like 
what we want to talk about. And one of the things I was thinking of and one of the things on our, our kind of brainstorming list was like personal mysteries, like family mysteries, things like that. And I've already talked about the orange pajamas, but I was just like, oh, you know, do we have anything else? Like, did like an ant go missing? Sure. Was someone a pirate? Do we have buried treasure? Ooh. Like, I don't know. If you have an actual pirate, I'm going to be so jealous. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're not even going to think about it. He's like, we don't have anything. I'm like, but like, not that I want someone in our family to have been murdered, but like, was someone murdered? Like, did someone go on the lamb? Did someone steal something? Was there ever a heist? Like, what's the deal? I, I, I've got a couple of those in my family. Yeah, not the murdering part, but the other parts. <laughs> and he was just like, no. And I was like, you can't be serious. Like, literally, we're like the most boring people. Like, what do you mean nothing uh yeah and so i was just like dad like we have a big family like not my branch is not big but like i forget how many siblings my grandmother had but it was a lot and he's like well they're all dead and so if they if they did anything interesting <laughs> uh, he's like if they did anything cares they're dead he's like well that he's like that whole generation is dead so if they did anything interesting they took it with them. wow <laughs> i was like dad wow, 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 wow. like he's like well, you know, wow. Aunt So-and-so was drunk all the time. And I was like, that's not a family mystery. That's just sad. Nope, nope, nope. So, so unfortunately, I do not, other than the orange pajamas, which are still missing, I don't have, like, a fun, like, oh, by the way. We'll be able to find some good some good Merlin mysteries. Don't worry. Well, that was my other thing was I was like, oh, okay, should I just Google, like, famous Seattle mysteries? Um, and then it gave me a whole bunch of like local authors. I'm like, that's not what I'm going for here, friends. Um, but we can, mm. we can start picking maybe themes of just like, let's all find, let's Ooh. both find a story from somewhere. So listeners, we'll, we'll come, we'll see what we want to oh, do as, like as, that. as we That'd evolve. Um, because we're still going to buy, because our, our premise here is bonding over wine and mysteries and mysteries. So we might find another show we might, you know, but we're, no matter what, we'll be here. Being by coastal besties and uh, talking about some sort so of so come mystery. pop a bottle with us, come pop a bottle yeah. With us. And um, unfortunately, my backstory is uh, not going to be nearly as as uh, rich <laughs> and uh, uh, rich in other ways, Katie. Rich in other ways. I mean, I'm, ways. I'm adopted. Maybe I should. I've never really given a shit about finding my biological family ever, but like maybe I should just to like mine it for some more mysteries. <laughs> be like hi i have a podcast like i don't actually care about meeting you um but well in that way your ultimate origin story is shrouded in a little bit of mystery although we did do a 23 and me and i feel like was it you and i we, we were talking about this or it was just like surprise i'm very white <laughs> i'm 99.9 I remember when you're like, yeah, I got the results back. I have a, there was, they were surprising. I was like, oh, what is it? You're like, I am super white. <laughs> Surprise. I am. Surprise. White. I am yeah, ghost. Yeah, um, I haven't done mine because I assumed the same. Well, I did it more Although, for the health side because I find all of those yes, genetic testing things interesting. And because, again, adopted, it's nice to have some sort of something or other. Sure. I feel like the only surprise I would get would be the extremely large percentage of Neanderthal genes <laughs> that I probably have running through my veins. I have slightly more. I have slightly higher I, I, than normal, but I don't have like I'm not a I'm not a 98 percenter with the I'm Neanderthal. I'm sure they would get my sample. And they'd be like, no, we need to run that one again. 
<laughs> that can't be right. Skewing the data. She's skewing the data. Uh, it's like, is this the missing link that we've found right now? Um, um, who's fucking with me right now? Who submitted you this sample? You don't have a weird cranial ridge. I don't know where this is coming from. Oh, uh, one one of my relatives was—I forget if it was my uncle or my aunt, maybe maybe both of them—submitted their um, DNA. I, I don't remember if it was Twenty Three and Me or one of the other ones, but yeah, I came back and they're like, like we shouldn't have this much Neanderthal. <laughs> it's like your uncle is Encino Man, so <laughs> I don't. It's, I don't know uh, if yeah, you know it's this. Entirely possible. <laughs> entirely possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this was very fun. Uh, it was fun. We'll talk to, to you, you soon. And that's uh, right. Once again, come pop a bottle with us. And oh, oh, I always forget. Oh, one, please leave a review. Hopefully, five stars. Um, and keep in mind, still podcast babies. Um, but we're learning. And uh, that's not to say that you can't leave constructive criticism just know that i'll cry and like honestly do you want that on your head i don't think you do do you want to make her cry um she just did her makeup she looks fantastic oh, don't you. make her cry um two uh you can get in touch with us winetimespod at gmail.com yes. or at winetimespod Please. on instagram or twitter instagram is definitely the place to go uh we love our lizards we do uh, you can always write in with if you have family mysteries if you're more interesting than my family where we're apparently my dad just had a drunk aunt um, we would we can have a listeners episode at some point um, and our personal accounts are at Katie Haas and at True Crime Wine 69 so uh, get in touch with us and we'll uh, we'll see you next time my dad just had a drunk aunt like have you met my family goodbye <laughs> goodbye <laughs>